This episode of Good Morning is brought to you by WillPro, an online will service written by lawyers and personalised for you. WillPro is on a mission to help every Aussie get their will sorted and take care of the loved ones that they leave behind. You don't have to fork out hundreds of dollars or spend hours in a lawyer's office. With WillPro, you can get your will sorted for just $99 without even leaving the couch. WillPro is offering Good Morning listeners 25% off all online wills using the code GOODMORNING. For more information, visit willpro.com.au. You're listening to Good Morning, the podcast talking all things grief with honesty and humour. Welcome back to the Good Morning Podcast. We are your hosts, Sal and Im, and we are back today with another episode of our community-driven Grief Tip Tuesday segment, which is a bite-sized episode where we share griefy tips and advice by you all for you all. It is perfect for us grievers who haven't got a lot of spare time on our hands. Sal, tell us, what are we talking about today? Today, we are sharing your tips and experiences on coping with dead men. You know, that huge <laughs> part of admin that comes after a death that we're often not bloody prepared for. And I love the term dead men. I wish I'd known this when I was dealing with my mum's estate. It's perfect, <laughs> isn't it? It literally just says it like it is. It is. Bloody dead men. And, you know, it can be a lot to deal with on top of grief. And many of you listening, you might have already been through the process like us, but it's always really good to be prepared for next time, I think. Maybe you are caring for someone at the end of life or experience anticipatory grief and have the admin side of things to consider as well. So let's jump in. On the topic of anticipatory grief and what helps, Cindy has written in and said, asking for help from family and friends has helped me. I had spent two months with mum in hospital and when she died, I was absolutely exhausted. Then all of the deadlines hit and I was not prepared. So I asked my siblings to help with the funeral decisions and my aunts and uncles to help with the ceremony. I knew I needed help, so I asked for it. Yeah, I think that's a really important one because I think sometimes it can just fall on one person's shoulders and it is a lot to, to cope with. Sometimes we kind of feel awkward asking for help. But I think if you know somebody who's really organized or really good at like, you know, jumping on the phone and ringing around and getting quotes and stuff, like don't be afraid to ask for help. And like, because yes. you really do need it at times like this. It's, it's so fucking overwhelming. And Ash actually has a really good suggestion here also on the topic of dealing with like anticipatory grief and planning and pre-planning basically she says if you're caring for someone who's facing the end of their life I would recommend that you make the calls to the funeral homes before the death actually happens and that way you can be a little bit more prepared I think that that's a really good idea super organized and just jumping back quickly to asking for help the thing is I feel like it's so awkward to ask sometimes but people really want to help and the thing with grief is like when you're supporting you don't know what to do and say so having someone actually say can you help me with this I feel like people really do appreciate that so keep that at the back of your head as well definitely definitely so dealing with dead men Sal it has been a huge part of your grief experience hasn't it Oh, it really has. It's been a massive part of my grief story, actually. My So oh, my, many of you probably know my mum died suddenly and I had to fly to the other side of the world. And because I ha I've got a brother, but he's severely autistic. So it was on me 
it was just a nightmare and there was so much to do I remember like I just wasn't you never really think do you about all the things that you've got to do when someone dies and I remember like saying to my husband like I feel like I've got a mountain to climb here like I just don't know how I'm going to get all of this done um because I was in the UK as well I only had a certain amount of time to get it all done and yeah I just had to project manage the shit out of her death basically it's crazy (laughs) like I can't relate to that I had a very different experience I didn't have to do all of the dead men stuff but like I could not imagine having to deal with that on top of everything else like kudos to you and for everyone else going through that like it's just so much so it's really important that we are kind of having this conversation because like no one warns you about about it do they no and like you know I think a lot of people think oh I'll just deal with it when the time comes but it's good to know like what you need to do and to have some tips as well and because like mum died suddenly, it was literally like doing detective work, like having to mm. go through her emails, find out like, you know, who she banked with, like what subscription she has, like all, there's so many like, like tiny, tiny things that you have to do. And then there's all the paperwork and like doing all the ring arounds. And it was really stressful, really stressful. And it kind of amplifies feelings of grief because you're kind of like, every time you have to fill out a form or you have to like, call the you know call a bank's bereavement line to let them know about a death like it just brings it all back up again I think that's something that people don't realize how the how the fuck are you supposed to find like people's like passwords for things and Netflix subscriptions like I don't even know my own passwords for things like what the hell do you even do yeah you just like you just have to sort of you know go through emails through their phone like Whoa. you kind of configure it all out but then you just have to yeah you have to do all the ring arounds and like little things that you don't even think about like my mum's sofas randomly she had them on finance so then it's like oh, or, like God. finding shit like that out and then calling like the sofa people and being like having to pay off the balance and it, it's like yeah it's a lot going through oh their like God. text messages and yeah yeah, yeah. So I want to be like no nah, it's just too hard for me to deal that sofa can just sit there for like five years time and let all the interest build no I'm glad I didn't have to deal with this oh gosh <laughs> So Liana has written in and said, dealing with the dead men was the hardest and strangest thing. I just kept reminding myself that I am doing this for my mum. Oh, I can so relate to that. And like, like I just said, it's like a, it's stressful because it is a constant reminder mm. of them and that they're gone in the situation. So yeah, props to you, um, Liana, for doing that because it is really hard. Victoria Holly says, sorting the estate actually made me feel useful when otherwise I would have felt completely useless and hopeless. I think that can be an element when dealing with dead men and grief as well, can't it, Sal, like of having something to channel your griefy energy into. Definitely. And like like you just said earlier, sometimes we do feel like a bit lost and maybe like a bit not useless but if you know if you're not the one that's taking charge if you do help out or if you've got some things to do it can help you feel like you kind of you're doing something a bit useful but then also you do need time to grieve so finding the balance is key (laughs) (laughs) give yourself that focus too I think can help some people definitely um Jennifer Louise 37 says space it out and don't rush into making any decisions quickly Yes, this is an important one to flag because I think when we go through something like a massive loss, sometimes we want change and we want change immediately or we want to run away or make a rash decision, you Mm -hmm. know, like maybe selling a home or doing something big. 
but I think it's a good idea just to like wait and not make any big decisions when you're in the thick fog of grief, you know, don't up sticks to live in a beach in Barbados as tempting as it may be. <laughs> oh my God. So, so tempting. Gosh, what I did, no, I didn't make any big decisions, but like I did kind of like move really far away from where I was normally living. And it's not something I would have ever normally done. Grief makes you do some weird things. So when you're in the thick of it, try not to make those big decisions. <laughs> um, it's important to process your feelings. You know, I think as dealing with dead men can bring up a lot for mm. people, you know, and estates and admin can even cause rifts and ruptures in, in relationships, in the family dynamics. And if you're the one dealing with it all, if it all falls onto you, it can be so difficult. So we actually got a voice message from a listener the other day via our Grievers Anonymous hotline. So she we wanted to tell you guys, because I think it's really important for this conversation, but she said she was feeling really angry at her dad who died last year because he didn't have a partner and she's the oldest sibling. She had been lumped with settling the estate and there was just so much debt and so much shit that hadn't been sorted. So her life for the last year and a bit has become all about scheduling in time to settle her dad's debts. And she said that she just doesn't have like she doesn't have time to cope with her grief. So she also has to do all the shit he didn't do when he was alive. So I think that's bringing up the feelings of anger for her, which are completely justified. Um, She said it just feels so unfair to be lumped with your loved one's lifetime of bad decisions, debt and lack of organisation, and that this is her life now and it's doing her head in and no one can help her and they can't support her, but, you know. He's not here and he can't do those things. So I think there's a really important one to highlight because a lot of people are probably experiencing something similar. Definitely. And I remember that she also said like how she's got the added pressure of trying to do the right thing by her family, coping with like everyone's competing desires and wishes and everything's falling on her shoulders. And she feels like it's just really crippling and she doesn't know where to put this anger that she feels. And I think it it's really important like to flag, like it is really stressful, but sometimes, you know, it's not all kind of like dealing with just closing bank accounts and stuff. Like it's messy. It's complicated. Sometimes there are things like loads of debt and you've, you know, it's left on your shoulders to to deal with that. So I think self-care is really important here. And like just making sure that you are taking a little bit of time for you amongst work and all of the, all of the responsibilities that you've got. Yeah, I remember it was exhausting for you, Sal. Like you were having to make calls in the night here because of the time difference with the UK as well, like so much. And yeah. I think it's like super important that she has acknowledged that she's feeling angry with her dad. And I think that's absolutely okay to admit. And mm-hmm. grief brings up all sorts of emotions. And, you know, sometimes we're angry at our mums as well for leaving us. Like it's just, it's really hard. So good on you for voicing how you're feeling. Um, I think like Sal said, channeling that anger into something is really helpful. Going to the gym, taking that time out for yourself and just, yeah, taking things really easy on yourself during this time. And talking of the emotions that can come with dead men, Jess Rubin says, when dealing with the estate, I let myself feel every feeling. What didn't help was people telling me that I'd be fine. Mm. Yes. The emotions that come with dealing with this kind of stuff are something we don't talk about, um, but for so many people, it's just really hard. Like this other, you know, lady that called in saying that she was feeling angry, like these emotions pop up. We just don't really expect it sometimes. It would be feeling all these things, but, you know, dealing with the dead men can bring up all sorts of feelings. 
It really can. And like, yeah, like not everyone has a lot of people to help them. It's it's a lot. It is, it's yeah. just, it's a lot on top of processing grief and actually talking about settling the estate on your own and not having a lot of support. I think one of the biggest deadman lessons that I learned after mum died is the importance of having a will because losing her suddenly made me realize how important it is to have that plan and that piece of paper in place for the people that you've left behind. And I remember like, I couldn't find her will. Mm. And I was like, where is it? I know that she had one. Cause I know we had a conversation about something to do with it, but it took me ages to find it. I had to get my friend Neil to come and help me like turn her house upside down. It's crazy. Like my mom died in, in test eight. So we knew that she had a will, but we couldn't like get access to it or know where it was. So she literally died in test eight, which is just another thing. So it's good to be prepared. You know, it's crazy how one document in place could save your loved ones months, if not years of unnecessary stress. Totally. I, yeah. You're so right. Like if one document could save like a lot of stress down the line, like why would you not get it sorted? You know, I, I yeah. think it's, one of those things like people often say, or you might think like, I'll just do it later. Or you think, oh, it's really expensive. I just don't have the cash right now, but it is so important. And I think that's what makes services like Will Pro, who are making it much easier and accessible to get a will drafted, like so, so valuable because it doesn't have to be something that's really expensive. Such a fantastic service. I'm all about the convenience factor. So I loved, absolutely loved getting my will done with Will Pro. It was so easy, so affordable. And, you know, I even did it in my PJs. It was that easy. <laughs> I love that. PJs and the Vino. Uh, yeah. Doing your will. Um, <laughs> good times. Good times are us. <laughs> but also, you know, something just while we're on the topic of wills quickly, I would say my advice is, ask your parents, ask your spouse, your partner, siblings, grandparents, kids, whoever it is, ask them if they have a will, is it updated and where, where is it held? Like some people will hold them like in the, in their banks, like hold them or the solicitor who drafted the will will hold a copy or they have it at home. Um, but just ask them these questions. Um, also another thing is ask like, the people that you love like what would they like for their funeral what what would they like their funeral to be like like what music would they like you know where do they want their ashes scattered do they want to be buried or cremated and all these things kind of a part of the things that we have to deal with when someone dies they're part of the dead men kind of scope so to speak so I think it is good to have those questions they are awkward you might not want to have them but I know like after mum died, loads of my friends went and asked their parents like, okay, have you got a will? You know, what do you want your funeral to be like? Because if you don't know, and luckily I had a bit of a steer about what my mum wanted, but it ain't easy. It's such a good idea. And as much as me, we might not want to have those conversations, we never know what's going to happen in life. So they're really important. Um, so um, Amrita says, very simply, what helped her with dead men was Excel spreadsheets. Sounds like your mate, Sal. Oh, my God, yes. She's a <laughs> spreadsheet. One of my kind. Um, <laughs> honestly, Excel, Google Google Excel sheets, Google Docs was a lifesaver for me. Like, because I had to cre I created a spreadsheet of all the people I had to tell. And then I used that to double up as a funeral invite list. And... 
I also had all the tasks that needed to get done and ticked off in a Google doc as well. So I could like keep track of it. And yeah, I mean, you can also share them with other people, which is handy, but yes, Amrita, I'm with you. There should be like (laughs) Deadmin project managers that we can hire. Like this needs to be a service. I think that might be my calling in life. I think so. Project manager. No, I need you. You can't leave me. Uh, Beck says, I would just write a list of what needed to be done and try and cross things off like I was in business mode, like you, Sal. And Kerry Devaney says, being on autopilot mode helped me. I couldn't do it now. Cancelling her phone contract was the absolute worst. 100% my experience as well. Both of them, actually. I was in business mode. I was like PR, sort of PR mode, like just get shit done. And, um, but also I think when you're, you are operating on that autopilot and that initial shock, it is a bit easier to get, get things done. And I think when the reality sometimes hasn't sunk in, you just kind of motoring along on this like adrenaline, Mm. um, definitely that's been that's been my experience and amy barstow says delegate 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 as much as you can my sister and i sorted the estate out together and when we did we'd factor in doing something nice alongside it like having a lunch afterwards and i think that's actually a really good idea because it is painful it's hard it's ball ache let's be honest um so it's quite (laughs) nice to like treat yourself at the end end of that so that's a really good idea amy and alana says that what helped her was staying in her pjs with wine and nice food in the evenings and running in between the calls that she had to make so again like prioritizing like right I know I've got an afternoon where I've got to do all this dead min shit I'm gonna do something nice for myself at the end of it or I'm gonna do something that I know helps me feel better like going for a run yes so guys if you are listening to this and you can relate to everything and you're in the thick of the dead min quick roundup make sure you have things to look forward to after getting those tasks done or in between and make sure that you factor in self-care because it is bloody exhausting Definitely. And if you know somebody who might also benefit from listening to this, definitely share this episode around. I think we could all be a little bit more informed about how to, you know, what what happens when someone dies and how to prepare for it and how to best support yourself. Definitely. Thank you for tuning in, guys. And if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating or a review wherever you listen to your podcast as it can help the pod get seen by people who need it. Until next time. Bye, guys. 